Hello, and welcome to Why Choose Reads, where we say why love one when you can love them all. I'm your host, Why Choose Romance author, Sunny Hart, and I'm thrilled to be here today with fellow author, Erin Havens. Thanks so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Absolutely. Well, let's dive on in. Uh, Well, first, we'll start with the always impossibly difficult question of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started writing. Um, I have been writing since I was very young. I think my first published piece was like the first grade I got like in the newspaper for a piece of poetry. So I've been writing since I could like put words together on the paper. But I didn't actually finish a novel, even though like I kept starting ones over and over and over again throughout life. And I kept writing poetry, but I didn't actually finish a novel until I think it was 2020. Oh, God, it's been forever. (laughs) Um, So I had some I had uh, a really big health scare. I almost died. And when I came out of it, I was like, look, clearly, I don't know how much of, you know, how long I have. Nobody knows. Yeah. It's a wake up call. So if you really want to write the book, write the book. And so it took me until that to decide that I was actually going to finish a novel. And then once I finished the novel, then I kept writing and I kept writing and I kept writing. And eventually it got good enough. I was willing to let other people read it. <laughs> I feel like that's always the determining factor. I also have many, many half finished novels, especially <laughs> through high school and college where I was very oh, yeah. angry. <laughs> that'll never see the light of day <laughs> I still have the stack of notebooks that are like sitting here on my desk that yep. are just like you know every once in a while when I really want to feel good about where I am now I just pick one of those up and go and go well the story idea is good but that writing is yep. definitely <laughs> something I just did that the other day. I had this old Google Drive that I just kind of threw everything in from an old Mm -hmm. laptop. And I pulled that up and I was like, whoo, special here. Like like you said, the idea, good. The writing, not great. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, room for improvement there. Thank God. Yeah. It got better. Yeah. Well, I'm also want to call it something you put in your bio for the show because you also mentioned you are a fellow horse girl. And yes. I also yes. am a fellow horse girl. So I just wanted Yay. to fangirl a little bit on that. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a day job that does not suck. I work at a barn taking care of a herd of about 20 horses. I've been doing the horse thing pretty much my entire adult life off and on and moved around the country for them and have done all different kinds of riding and different breeds and different competitions and experienced all the things. And at this point, I just like being with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they yeah. are they are my soul, and and so we we definitely have to continue to cherish that. People are like, "Would you ever go to write full time?" And I'm like, "I couldn't, because yeah. I can't give up them." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, without them, I don't think I would be a healthy enough individual, emotionally, mentally, uh, to actually sit down and write anything that anybody would want to read. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The mental health aspect of horses is phenomenal. I just actually had a friend out this afternoon and was teaching her how to groom. And she was like, this is so soothing. And I was like, yes, yep. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how we spend yep. hours here. Yeah. If, if I ever need to meditate, some people are like, well, I clear my mind. And I'm like, well, what I do is in my mind, I picture myself walking down the barn aisle and pulling out a horse and going through the whole process of grooming them because it is very soothing and the repetitive breathing of it is just Mm -hmm. amazing. 
Yeah. And so you pull that through to your books. So tell oh, us absolutely. Books. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in part, that was that was a challenge, honestly, from another author. Uh, mm-hmm. I was writing um, male female romance mm-hmm. and was doing pretty good. And she had just gotten into doing why choose. And she was like, oh, you should totally write this. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start. She said, write me one with cowboys. And I went, (laughs) (laughs) so, and then that, that started. That's how wild spirits was born. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more. You said your, your author friend kind of got you into why choose because why choose is, is obviously a very specific genre. Yes. You know, (laughs) you get a wide variety of reactions when you tell someone who's not familiar with the genre what it is. So tell me a little bit about how how do you do that? Right. You know, Um, mechanics. (laughs) What? What? Um, Well, for me, like I kind of get it because I have, I have friends who are poly. So I'm pretty familiar with, you know, love and I love everybody until they give me a reason not to. So I get it. I love many different horses. I have room in my heart for everybody. Juggling that romantically is a little more, what's, what's the word I'm looking for is a little more, it takes a little more craft. It takes a little more depth because you have to really fully flesh it out for the readers, why you would fall in love with each of those people. So it is, it is definitely a challenge and it's not just the mechanics. The mechanics are usually easy with a couple of stick figures, but you know, it's, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's, but it's, you know, figuring out how did, how do their lives come together? How do their hearts mesh? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the Wild Spirit series. You know, how, what was other than the Cowboys, you know, how did that really develop for you? So I am a thousand percent a pantser. Like (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't know. Outlining is not my forte. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I will try to outline myself out of a corner, but usually I just let the pantsing do its work. And for me, it always starts with a character. And as soon as the character breathes on the page, then that tends to direct the story more. So once they have names, once they have emotions and their own thoughts, then they just run around in my brain like their own little people and, you know, tell me their story. And so for Wild Spirits, it was, Callie is, is very similar to me in many respects, not, not in many other ways, but mm-hmm. in terms of like the kind of background she came from, her witchiness not being appreciated by normal people um that kind of thing so I really kind of channeled a lot of that into her um and she handled it with way more grace than I ever did but um (laughs) but it really was kind of expressive of some of my journey which I mean let's be honest as authors a lot of times we tend to pour our trauma onto the page oh yes this is also therapy (laughs) along with the horses um And, you know, so again, it's not exactly, but you're able to release some of those feelings that maybe you've been hanging on to. So that was pretty amazing. And then finding not just the romantic characters, but the environment that this book was going to happen in is a whole other magical place, not necessarily in a magic witchy way, though Mm -hmm. there is some of that as well, but 
just in the people that are there and support. And, you know, I tend to make people fall in love with the side characters as much as I do the regular characters. I feel like it's a little flat if you don't have supporting characters Mm -hmm. because I couldn't get by without my friends. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I feel like that needs to be reflected in characters as well. And I decided on Montana because it's it has a similar vibe to where I live in Colorado Mm -hmm. in that there's something there's just something when you're there that you feel more strongly than I have other places, Mm -hmm. kind of an energy that comes from the land. And I was like, that's exactly what we're going for. So we'll run with Montana. Plus, you know, Yellowstone, it's been a thing. Right. Yes. Oh, yep. Nope. I've definitely seen Yellowstone like book talk <laughs> on Yellowstone. So I get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of cowboys, tell me a little bit about yours in the book and kind of how those characters came to be. So it's really interesting how they came to be because the guys already know each other. They come in. The main character is a cowgirl in her own right. Mm-hmm. Very good horsewoman. And she's come to run the horse portion of this dude ranch, basically. Okay. There's a guest ranch and she's just going to take care of the horses and make sure the people all, you know, are safe yeah. and have a good time. But then there's these other cowboys that have been hired, two of them to support her, but mm-hmm. one of them also as the cook for the guest ranch. Mm-hmm. So we have a very lovely cinnamon roll. Yeah. of a cook. Oh, he is yes. a bear shifter and oh. we just want to squish him. Um, <laughs> and, but at the same time, he will would happily rip off somebody's limbs for you. Yeah. So that's always nice. Oh, the best type. The cinnamon yes. girl, super sweet, a good cook. Like, Oh, oh I know. Amazing. I know. And but, also would tear down the world for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like so I, know, I know it's a not, it's why choose, but do you have a favorite? Of the three. Yes. <laughs> um, so like, so I have shifters, but it's a mixed bag of shifters. Mm-hmm. So they're not all the same. And okay. that was kind of fun in terms of how would the different animals interact with each other? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, because yeah. there are things that come from those animals that would influence the way that they behave. Mm-hmm. And one of the shifters is a Mustang. Okay. And you don't see a whole lot of horse shifters out there. So, yeah, no. but Oren is really amazing because he's like the strong, quiet type. And when he speaks, mm-hmm. He says a he says a lot with not a whole lot of words. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's really everybody like pretty much going into book three is like no like originally we were really into Chad because the bear was amazing yeah. but now we're going Oren's pretty awesome and I'm like yes he is yep. <laughs> he just was being quiet about it at first and then the other is a wolf and okay. he tends to be more the leader of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but he 100% defers to Callie's being the yeah. boss. Like, you know, has that. no yeah. problem with that. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I'm loving everything we're talking about so far. And I know our listeners are as well. However, we are going to take a quick break for a few short advertisements. But do not tune out on this just yet because these ads are for more Why Choose Reads. And if you're like me, you're always needing to stack that never-ending TBR. So stay tuned. We'll be back with Aaron in just a sec. Hey listeners, check out Avoiding the Sack by Maddie Hart, where you'll be taken on an exciting journey with the football team of Grandview University. Meet Lexi, a talented quarterback who has faced many challenges both on and off the field. Despite her success, she can't shake the memories of a traumatic event that occurred years ago. 
leaving her wary of getting too close to anyone. But when her best friends and teammates suggest a friends with benefits arrangement for their senior year, Lexi starts to see her guys in a new light. As they work together to lead their team to victory, the lines between friendship and something more start to blur. However, with her past still haunting her, Lexi is hesitant to take things further. Can her guys break through the walls she's built around her heart and convince her that they're worth the risk? Find out in Avoiding the Sack, a heartwarming and exhilarating story about the power of friendship, the thrill of competition, and the courage it takes yourself to open up to love. Fans of sports romance and friends to lovers tropes won't be able to put this book down. Again, that's Avoiding the Sack by Maddie Hart. And now we're going to head back to the podcast. And now we're back with Aaron and let's go ahead and dive back on in. So you've spoken a little bit already kind of about being a pantser versus a plotter. And for our listeners who maybe are hearing that one for the first time, although we've talked about it before, pantsing is that idea of flying by the seat of your pants. You're kind of letting the characters take you wherever you go. And the plotting is you have an outline, you work off the outline, you're very structured to the outline. However, I always like to think of it a little bit more like a spectrum. Yeah, pantsing on one side, plotting on the other, and you're always floating in between. So tell me a little bit about your your writing process, but also your creative inspiration, especially being surrounded by horses and Colorado, which is already both gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous yes. views for you. Yes. Um, when I when I got to Colorado, I I was born here when I was, you know, very small, but left shortly after military parents. And I didn't know until I came back as a teenager to visit, but like we literally rolled into Colorado and I just felt the place. Mm -hmm. And I had grown up most of my life in Arizona, was not fond, did not feel at home there. And, but when I got here, I just felt connected and rooted. And like, there was something there that just spoke to me. So it was easy to kind of bring some of that awe to Callie yeah. coming from the other side of the country and arriving in Montana and being like, wow, this is spectacular and feeling that kind of rootedness. So that definitely was a big motivator there. The process, like I said before, is really just about getting that first character going and letting them breathe. And then I am the kind of pantser that they always talk about. I'm running along behind my characters, just taking incident reports is all it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and one of my readers from one of my other pen names, she said that I always feel like when I'm reading your books is as though I'm catching up with a friend. Mm -hmm. So my friend is like telling me all the stuff that happened to them since the last time we talked. <laughs> and so they always feel like friends. And if I can give you a book friend and some book boyfriends, yeah. multiples of them, yeah. I mean, you know, here you go. Yeah. With pantsing, there's always, it's always fun when the characters surprise you, you know, and sometimes yes. even, even with plotting, do you have a favorite surprise that they've ever gifted you? Favorite. I can't really think of what, I know there's like a ton of them. I just, I just recently finished the edits on book three. And so my brain is still kind of in that. I think in book three, I think some of the ways Callie's power up levels as she develops mm -hmm. in her power, a lot of those were surprises because I didn't even know that that was percolating in the back of my brain, but then something would happen and I would go, oh, that makes the thing that happened earlier make even more sense. So we already have facts to support this. I love that. I just wasn't 
consciously thinking of it, but my brain was putting the pieces together and going there, there, it there is. we go. Yeah. Surprise! I love that. Yeah. And I'm like <laughs> delightedly typing as fast as I can to get all the details. Right. Right. Um, tell me a little bit about in, this is always a funny question. I feel like for us authors, like an ideal writing day, you know, are you a morning writer an afternoon writer? How does that work? Ideal writing days don't happen very often <laughs> because most of my life is taken up by the horses. I tend to be more productive in the slower times of the year. So pretty much from like November to February, March, I tend to be a little more productive because I tend to just go to the barn, do what I need to do and leave because it's Mm -hmm. too cold. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Plus I also participate in NaNoWriMo. Uh, So National Novel Writing Month, um, I tend to, my husband calls me and he says he's twice a widower between the horses and the books. I just disappear. He gets a close personal relationship with the microwave. It's great. <laughs> but ideally, I would love to go to the barn in the morning, spend some time doing my work, and then come home, take a nap. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then for me, my most productive time is at night. So when I would come home from work, I've, you know, we'd have dinner, I would take a nap and then I would get up as my husband went to bed and write for several hours. And those would be super hyper productive hours. And then I'll go to bed and get up in the morning, go back to the barn. So those are the best days when I can make that happen. During the summer, I am so tanked out by the long days of the barn and <laughs> all of the hard work and the sweating and the fixing things and the heat. Um, all of that comes together to pretty much scrape me dry. So I only get to do writing like when I have a day off. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's interesting how cyclical writing can be, you know? Absolutely. It, and I feel like sometimes you have maybe as an early author, sometimes this idea of success we have in our heads is we're, we're not actually authors unless we write every day. And that's just not sustainable for our lives. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, I try, I try to, you know, even if I'm on my lunch break at work, I might be like, okay, let me drop into my work in progress because I have it on my phone and I write on my phone sometimes. You know, sometimes I'll just sit there and like I'll read what I have written and be like, maybe I could get a couple of lines out of this. But then other days the brain is just like, nope, none for you. (laughs) Cut off, sis. (laughs) Hey, fair. Yeah. Outside of the horses and just the scenery, do you get uh, creative inspiration or refill your creative well from any other places? Yes. I I have a lot of other creative things that I really enjoy doing. Some of that gets channeled into doing graphics for my author stuff. I love doing that. It's a great way to continue to engage the creative part of the brain. And I still, I don't feel guilty for not writing because I'm like, well, this does support the writing. So, you know, but I also like various other artistic mediums. Those are a lot of fun for me. And I love to cook, which is probably why most of my books will make you hungry. (laughs) I did. I did read a few reviews that said (laughs) you will leave with an appetite. (laughs) I had, I had a fellow author tell me, um, do you have an unusual, well, she was asking questions in her TikTok live. And she said, do you have an unusual side character? And I was like, I don't think so. And then she was like, yes, you do. And I'm like, what? She said, it's food. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, that's fair. But what a side character to have. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. 
I love that. Um, well, we're nearing the end of our time together, but I definitely want to give our listeners the ability to connect with you. So tell us how can we connect with you? And also for our listeners, don't feel like you need to scramble to write all this down. We will have the links to everything in the show notes. So you can find me on Facebook. I have both a profile, an author page and a group where I drop little teasers and notes about what's going on or coming soon. I am not good at making sure I also have energy every day for social media. So I do try to post every day, but you know, like life happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I love TikTok, but that also tends to come and go in cycles when I have the creative energy to do TikTok. Yep. (laughs) Um, But I do tend to every Sunday, I try to get on a live with one of my other author friends. So I can usually be found there. Aside from that, I'm on Instagram and oh Lord. What else is there? (laughs) Are you attending any conferences this year? I have one signing coming in November, November the 11th. It's committed at the Stanley, which is in Estes Park, Colorado. Amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's my first time as Aaron at a convention. So I'm excited to see. And I'm sharing a table with my author, Bestie. Um, And so we'll have a very good time, if nothing else. I love that. I love that. It's always more fun when you have time with friends too. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have with Erin today. Thank you so, so much for joining us. It's been absolutely so much fun. I'm delighted. And thanks so much to our listeners for listening and supporting our podcast. If you're dying for more Erin Haven's content, head on over to our Patreon for our exclusive behind the scenes questions. You can find the link to our Patreon in the show notes or at patreon.com backslash why choose reads podcast. See you next time.